You're listening to High Impact Influence, the podcast. Let's talk about breaking through your own resistance to accept help. The website is growgreat.com. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio. My name is Randy Cantrell. I am your host here. Coming to you from Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. It doesn't happen very often. In fact, I've gone on record that in all of my years of serving executives and leaders and business owners, I've only encountered one client who was utterly disagreeable to be helped. But that doesn't mean that all of us don't encounter times, maybe just moments, where we are resistant to ask for, to seek, or to accept help, even though we know we could use it. Why? Well, let me give you the two biggest reasons that I have discovered in helping people. Number one is pride. Leaders and executives have pride. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about the harmful kind, conceit, arrogance, hubris. Mostly good leaders have pride in themselves, their accomplishments, their future prospects. Great leaders have all of that, but they also have pride in their teams, in their organizations, in the individuals. Now, the downside is that this positive pride can make us resistant to vulnerability. You know, the whole never let them see you sweat kind of a thing that we so often, well, we need it but it can work against us in these moments where we could likely experience some significant growth. We're just not accustomed to turning that don't let them see you sweat knob down or off. And so turning our pride down enough to see the safety that can exist with somebody who can help us. Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. It requires a firm commitment on our part to our own growth and improvement and change. And only when our growth matters more than our pride are we likely going to submit ourselves to being vulnerable enough so that we can take on the heavy lifting of personal and professional growth. The second thing is a lack of safety. More than any single thing, I've had clients tell me of all the times they sought or they would have accepted help but the right person never showed up. And there's something to that language. Maybe we're expecting too much. We expect them to show up and maybe we don't expect, we don't expect that we need to be more proactive in finding the right person, but we, I understand it. I mean, sometimes those who do show up, they're not the right person and maybe they're just not safe enough for people to fully open up. Mostly, I've had clients report bosses who would attempt to coach them, and they just simply felt that it was a no-win situation for them. Now, I know that an awful lot is written and talked about how, as bosses, we must coach our employees at work, and I completely agree. But there is a specific kind of coaching that very few bosses can successfully pull off, and that is the kind of coaching that is personal enough to really move the needle. Yes, you can coach performance. You can coach specific skills, but, but the real deep personal stuff, probably not 
the purview of a boss. Now you could survey every client that I have ever served. And I guarantee that a hundred percent of them, well, okay, save one, <laughs> they would readily tell you that their biggest breakthroughs happened when they were the most vulnerable, not when they were the least vulnerable. But they would also tell you that they felt completely safe with me. That's the advantage of professional coaches who don't have any other dog in the hunt other than helping the client excel. I don't bring any baggage to the relationship. I mean, there, there's nothing the client owes me other than their best effort to their own growth and improvement. And basically, they don't owe me that. They owe that to themselves. So what can we do? If we are determined to grow and improve, how can we avoid these things? How can we break through whatever resistance may exist so that we can not only accept the help that we need, but we can go seek it and get it. Well, number one, make up your mind. Your determination to improve is the most important ingredient. There's nothing that even comes close. Nothing can replace it. Nothing can trump it. Because until you fully commit yourself to your own growth and improved success, nothing else matters. You can look at tactics. You can look at strategies. You can look at collaboration and cooperation. None of it will make any difference until you are fully vested in your future potential being realized. Second of all, jettison excuses. And I'm coupling with this, accept responsibility, jettison excuses and accept responsibility. This is second only to the first, because we have got to get rid of all the blaming and excuse making and included in this is to get rid of living in the past. You know, sometimes we can make up our mind that we might like to improve, but you know, we're cursed with some lingering issues of being victims. This is very easy to do. We can all do it. And I suspect we all do do it from time to time. We relive all the woes of our past. We find excuses for why we didn't have any part in it. And it's even easier, you know, to never forget all the injustices, all the ill treatment that we endured. I hope you're not a scorekeeper. I hope you're not keeping some mental, certainly I hope you're not keeping some physical notebook or electronic notebook of all the injustices that you have endured. My, what a volume that would be, right? But it helps us explain some of our current challenges. We can look through that lens and we can look back through the years of all the things that we have endured all the people that we have endured, and that can become our excuse for why we are still engaged in some behaviors that may not be serving us so well. My coaching is intently focused on helping clients paint themselves into the corner where all the excuses go away. This is the only place where any of us can truly achieve growth. I call it a corner because only when our backs are against the wall can we realize there's only one way to go forward and forward only happens when we suck all of the oxygen out of the room that is filled with our excuses because our excuses are like fire. They need fuel. And as long as we give our excuses, the fuel they need, well, they will thrive. They will spread. They will grow. 
and quite often they outgrow us. But once we're willing to put ourselves in the corner where we can no longer use our excuses, now we begin to deprive them of the food they need to survive. In my experience, almost all clients find a pivotal moment, right? I mean, a lot of things are kind of gradual and there's this progression, but in nearly every single engagement, it's fascinating to me and I I love it. So when a client reaches some pivotal moment, this place they come to where they just resign themselves to, okay, no more excuses. That's it. I'm done. No more blaming. The quicker we surrender to responsibility and accountability, the quicker our excuses die and the faster we make progress. And that's true of all of us. Are you to blame for everything that has happened to you? No, of course you're not. We are all subjected to people and circumstances beyond our control. There is injustice in the world. But even so, we have to accept responsibility for our own lives because the alternative is to Well, the alternative is unacceptable for every high achiever or every wannabe high achiever, and that is to view ourselves as we're just a pawn in life. We're not able to impact anything that happens to us. We just, we have no control over it. Far better to look at our life as being in our control to do whatever we can to influence the outcome. Remember, Leadership is about influence. That's why the podcast is high impact influence. And we want to control to whatever degree we can, the outcome, what I call our ideal outcome. And that's number three, figure out your ideal outcome and pursue it vigorously. This is among the chief reasons that it can be tough to find a safe person. It is also the key reason why sometimes professional coaching works. Bosses, you know, who seek to mentor or coach, they have an ideal outcome. They have their own ideal outcome that is associated with your career. There's nothing wrong with that. They want and they need things from you. I mean, that's just how it is. Friends, you might have friends and they might be filled with all kinds of advice and they've got another ideal outcome for you and for themselves. I mean, if they're close friends, they want to remain close friends. And so they're likely going to tread pretty carefully in challenging you. And what you most need, what we all most need is compassionate challenges from somebody who has no vested interest in your ideal outcome, except for you achieving your very best. That's why safe people are hard to find. It's why mostly we don't find safe people organically. I hear it all the time. You know, I just, I thought I could get some help from this person or that person or this other person. And we very quickly realize, you know, all these people, they're great people. We may even love a bunch of them, but they are people who, They're tethered to us and they are beholden to us. But what about people who aren't beholden to you for anything other than for you to achieve what you most want? Clients often find this part of the process more difficult than they first imagined. That is to identify, to get very specific in discovering their ideal outcome. 
you know, it's much easier for us to enumerate all the things that we don't want. Ah, but to hone in on what you most want, your ideal outcome, that can be hard. Especially since many of us really have never put in the work to figure that out. What do you most want to happen? What weaknesses do you most want to remedy or minimize? What strengths do you most want to leverage even more? What outcome, what result do you most want right now? Fully understanding ideal outcomes change over time. Having a safe guide to help us figure out, it's powerful. Because until we know exactly what we're aiming for, you know, then so many of us, we can just blindly strive for things that we may not fully want. You ever found yourself pursuing something you really didn't want? Something you felt others may have wanted for you? Sure, I think it's likely that all of us have known that experience. Few things are more disappointing than reaching a destination that you never really wanted. It's the Abilene Paradox. On a hot afternoon visiting in Coleman, Texas, the family is comfortably playing dominoes on a porch until the father-in-law suggests they take a 50-mile trip to Abilene for dinner. The wife says, sounds like a great idea. The husband, despite having reservations because the drive is long and hot, thinks that his preferences must be out of step with the group and says, sounds good to me. I just hope your mother wants to go. The mother-in-law then says, of course I want to go. I haven't been to Abilene in a long time. The drive is hot, dusty, and long. When they arrive at the cafeteria, the food is as bad as the drive. They arrive back home four hours later, exhausted. One of them dishonestly says, it was a great trip, wasn't it? The mother-in-law says that actually she would rather have stayed home, but went along since the other three were so enthusiastic. The husband says, I wasn't delighted to be doing what we were doing. I only went to satisfy the rest of you. The wife says, well, I just went along to keep you happy. I, I'd have to be crazy to want to go in heat like this. The father-in-law then says that he only suggested it because he thought the others might be bored. The group sits back perplexed that they together decided to take a trip, which none of them wanted. They each would have preferred to sit comfortably, but did not admit to it when they still had time to enjoy the afternoon. Yeah. Be careful where you go. Make sure it's where you most want to go. And remember, it's always wiser to run towards something than away from something. So be a leader, be a leader. And let's begin with leading ourselves toward an improved version of ourselves. High Impact Influence, the podcast. Today is Saturday, October 23rd, 2021. I hope this coming week, I hope you make it a great week. Think about these things. Put in the work. Don't let your pride get the best of you. Break through whatever resistance you find to not only seek out and to get, but to accept 
the help that you need. Be well, do good, grow great. The website is growgreat.com. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio.